This week on the Club Cafe Podcast, we talk the Elimination Chamber preview, Ambrose and Rollins, Zack Ryder goes all or nothing against John Cena, Kevin Owens wins the wrestles all week, Rusev imitates Archer, Lana, 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 and then he gets injured. Ring of Honor moves to destination, America. And no one knows what this means for TNA at all. Trolls, Lucha, Facebook, Points Are Buried, and more. Wowie, zowie, you gotta listen to this show. Club Kayfabe 104 begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Club Kayfabe Podcast. We are on episode 104, and I'm Pat McDermott. Alongside me, as always, is Dan Peck. I fucked your brains out for 11 seconds. And Chris O'Mealy. And thank you to Giant Media Ball. It's a giant ball of media. No fleas. Guaranteed. Without the Triple H dresses cane raping a corpse. Oh, wait. That's not what that was from, was it? Nope. You're ahead of the game, sir. Ahead of the game. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Uh, wrestling happened this week, and I was a little worried about doing my top ten hit list because I wasn't sure I was going to be able to fill all ten spots. When all was said and done, I actually ended up with eleven spots. But the eleventh thing isn't really like a thing that I like because it involved a um, an elimination chamber replacement possibly due to injury. And that's kind of like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy to be like, oh, I'm happy this guy got hurt. So I'm not, ha- I'm not happy anybody got hurt, so but I'm happy with the replacement. I know Dan announces your 10, so could I announce 11 since it's special? Yes, you can. Yeah, number 11! <laughs> this one goes to 11. It does. Um, because of Rusev's recent injury, his spot in the Elimination Chamber is rumored to be replaced by one Bray Wyatt. Oh, they've been lying to you, man. <laughs> wow, Rusev got injured? When did that happen? Yeah, fighting Ryback on SmackDown. Oh, I love Ryback. <laughs> because he's careless and he still hurts people? No, because he injured the person on TV that I really don't care for. Yay. I mean, Rusev, no, that's terrible. You either, you either tell me that you're dumb as fuck and you suck, or you did it on purpose. Wow, no, I'm surprised. I didn't I didn't hear that yet, but... Wow. Yep, ankle injury. In a wheelchair and crutches and everything. It's probably because he was, uh, you know, putting over John Cena for three months. Got kind of heavy. I know, and now he's like Bulgarian now again. He's like full... Yeah. He's gone full-ass Bulgarian. I don't want to talk too much about it, because I'm sure it's in O'Mealy. Right, is the Rusev segment in your top? There is a Rusev segment okay. in there. But yeah, he was like, well, get- well, he said something like, we, we can represent the motherland again. I'm like, you don't already. Yeah, you already stopped. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. So Bray um, Wyatt? Bray Wyatt. That's pretty awesome. Oh, you know what's funny? I was reading an article before the show when I was talking to Dan, and it said something like, Big Show and Randy Orton TV return plans. I'm like, you know, Randy Orton's been gone for a few weeks. I didn't even notice he was gone. I didn't notice either. That's how inconsequential Randy Orton is. He's he's Big Show inconsequential. I didn't notice Big Show's been gone either because I've actually been enjoying Raw. Because the authority is a little less annoying now? (laughs) May 13th, Kane. May 13th. 
All right. Number 10. Number 10. It's a little thing, but it's going to lead to bigger things. When Stardust came out to the ring for his match against Neville, he leaned in Arrow's face and hissed. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, very subtle in a a Raw that had the uh, Entourage cast and all that and all this other stuff planned already, but... Stephen Amell wanted to, he's wanted to host Raw, he's wanted to be involved with WWE. He still wants to. Yeah, for the longest time. That's great, because, I mean, here's a guy who, he wants to work with your product. I mean, they've gone out and sought guest hosts and had them on just because they're promoting a movie, and they're like, oh, well, you can do Raw. This guy actually wants to be on your show, so please, use him correctly. He's not the arrow anymore, he's just Oliver Queen. (laughs) Spoilies. Spoilies. Number nine. Number nine. This is uh, Johnny Healy Mundo, because he's a big old heel now. Big Johnny! I mean... (laughs) You mean Big Johnny. It's like all California subtle. Uh, He took on Aerostar in the opening contest of Lucha Underground. They had an awesome match. Aerostar was just on Raw. (laughs) Lols. Oh, was he now? Yeah. Aerostar, get it? Yeah. yeah, get it, man. That was pretty good, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the best part of this match that I liked was Aerostar's counter to Starship Pain or whatever he calls it now. His corkscrew split leg moonsault. When he jumped or- up for it, Aerostar just reached up, grabbed his leg, and pulled him down. LOL. Nope. You thought you were gonna hit that move. You that's are sadly like, mistaken. That's like almost as simple as shove to get out of the RKO. Yeah, right. But that's just it. It was it was effective because it made sense psycho- psychologically. Ring psychology, people. Ring psychology. It's a good thing. Number eight. Number eight. I want to talk about Lana's role on Raw because she was over as hell, and she almost did nothing. Because after the Rusev squash of R-Truth, he basically called her out and said, I want a reunion. No, 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 no. Not only did he call her out, he did his best impression of Sterling Archer. Because he was like, Lana! Lana! (laughs) What? Danger Zone. Yup. Danger Zone. Oh, God, I love that show. And it was almost a reconciliation, but he done messed it up. Oh, and then <laughs> because he said she only had to say three magical words to him, I was wrong. <laughs> nope, in the butt. He was the hay man. Oh my god, her first words were, "You told me to come, I came." <laughs> Shot up. All you Damn, need to girl. say, Lana, is that you're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> uh, oh, and he also said, know your place, I own you. It was a really funny segment, but it got over with her as a baby because she, just because of the subtle way she walked away She's from him. She's a baby now? Oh. And then she made out with Dolph Ziggler. Her, Ooh, you should go to jail because she's a baby. Aerostar. Okay. Um, her later appearance was kind of just eh when she 
when Rusev attacked Ziggler and she just kind of like stood there and watched. Fuck. Hey, she didn't really do anything, and that was kind of like okay. But her character development is over as hell. The fans really want to see more Lana, and I think it's going to be a good thing for her in the long run. It's actually going to be a good thing for both of them. (laughs) Number seven. Number seven. All right, this is one of those segments that could have been really lame because they did the whole you're getting arrested thing with Dean Ambrose because he punched out a cameraman that the cameraman wasn't really sure. And then YouTuber. you knew he was going to, yeah, you knew he was going to pull the, the um, I'll be back at the end of the show card. But the reason that none of this was awful or cliche was because of Dean Ambrose. Can I, can I quote the police officer? Yes. So the police officer says, Dean, you have the right to remain silent. Do you understand the right that I am reading to you right now? He got arrested by Mike Tyson? It was like Jack Swagger's dad or something. It was bad. Mr. Swagger? Mr. Swaggy? Yes, Mr. Swaggy. Officer Swaggy. Um, and then they had the YouTuber, up, the anonymous YouTuber upload a video of Seth Rollins pushing, Dean, or pushing the cameraman into Dean Ambrose, which was oddly enough in HD footage. Yeah, right? That's because they also filmed it sideways. Yeah. You know, the correct way to shoot your video. Yep. But uh, the whole whole Ambrose thing is what saved that segment, just because of how funny it was to see him come back driving the paddy wagon dressed like a police officer, but totally half-assing it. He went to the sex shop and got a cop outfit. (laughs) Oh, and and this is... This is the perfect role. This is my favorite Roman Reigns role, by the way. Because he's not doing anything. Trustworthy friend, sidekick, and companion to Dean Ambrose. I'm fine with that. I got you. Way hetero life mate. Yeah, his way hetero life mate. I'm fine with it. Because even at the beginning of the show, when they're like, you know, all Dean has to do is come down and sign his contract. And he didn't come out and be like, I deserve right to face him. He was like, I'm going to come out here in case Dean needs some help. Yeah, it it makes sense. He's just the friend to the number one contender right now. The number one confriender. Yes. Just, Pat, I want you to keep that in mind when we get the big Roman Reigns match at SummerSlam and Dean's back on the undercard. When he turns on Dean. <laughs> <laughs> it all became about you, Dean. I'm sorry. It all just, became about you, baby girl. Dean, baby girl, humper guy. You can main event till I get that briefcase, baby girl. <laughs> Roman Reigns winning money in the bank. Oh, God. No. If, it, if that happens, it's pretty much guaranteed that he's getting the contract. But, um, be pretty aw- I, I heard rumors that Kevin Owens might be put in that match, which I'm A-OK with. I think it'd be pretty funny if someone jumped up to grab the briefcase and he pop-up powerbombed them <laughs> from the top of the ladder. You remember our old theories about why Shelton Benjamin used to be in those matches? Because we were convinced that when the bell rang, he was just going to jump straight up, grab the briefcase, and come down. Yep. Ain't no stopping me now. With his rocket boots. (laughs) Well, speaking of Kevin Owens, number six. Number six. All right, number six is literally just everything Kevin Owens did this week. His ambush on Cena, his awesome promo to kick off... NXT, where he came out to Sami Zayn's music and talked about <laughs> so how much good. it sucked. Oh, uh, Kevin Trollins. 
Yeah, all the, yeah. Way, all the way up to his match against Solomon Crow and the subsequent appearance of Samoa Joe. So everything that Kevin Owens did this week deserves to be on this list. He's one of the hardest working guys right now. He really is. And it's it's crazy because he came up in WWE, what, uh, was it three, four months ago now? November. December. Yeah. yeah. It was like November or December. Okay. So at the, I mean, he, yeah, he debuted at the December TakeOver show. When he, he came out to the ring against your boy CJ Parker. Yep. Who no longer Parker has helped a get him over. CJ Parker who like split his nose open. Yep. He, he's like, just remember, I'm the guy who busted open Kevin Owens, but I don't want to be in developmental anymore, so bye. No, in his case, peace. And then Alex Riley went home after their three match feud. Yeah, but nobody was complaining about that. There is no planet B. <laughs> there is no rage B. There is no planet A, Rye. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Number five. Five golden gimmicks. So Hernandez got his shot at Prince Puma, and he blew it. Damn good match. But Hernandez did not pull off the victory. Uh, I really like that spot when he launched Prince Puma into the crowd and he did the I'm going to stop on the guardrail spot and spiral off of it. And at least, you know, it would be so easy for one of those fans to just be a douchebag and shove him off. And I'm impressed that none of these wrestling fans do that. Because you know they're out there. Like those people who run in the ring on Raw and go, hey, look at me, I'm on camera. And then Eddie punches you in the face. I love that. I'm going to try to take down the ladder. <laughs> RVD said in the interview he thought it was Crash Holly. He's like, because he saw, all he saw was the was the bald head. He's like, who was that, Crash Holly? And then he realized it was a fan, and then Eddie's just sitting there like, yeah, I hit him. It's pretty oh. obvious he hit him, too, because as they were pulling him out of the ring, Eddie just runs over and just socks him right in the face. Weren't there two other people who just like ran in at a local event, a uh, SmackDown event or something like that, and they got hit. I think it was some like DJs over in England or whatever did that. Oh, yeah. that's what it was, yeah. European yeah. show. But the thing is, like, if you do that, you, you get exactly what you deserve, and there's absolutely no simpy. No. No simpy at all. There is a lot of things that happen in wrestling, and it's like, well, you, you deserve it. That would any Anything else, it would be like the end. Which is funny because in Japan, like if a fan, if a fan like ran in on a freaking NBA game and a freaking player like punched him in the face, that player's life would be over. <laughs> well, you remember that NBA riot when they ran to stand and started beating up people, the wrong people that didn't even do anything to them. Yeah, it was called the Malice in the Palace. <laughs> it was a. Uh... It was the Indiana Pacers versus Detroit Pistons game. And I was actually watching it. I was in college at the time when I was watching it, and all of a sudden it was like, what the fuck? Just, what is happening? <laughs> That's a lot of angry players right there. But yeah, um, Hernandez came up the humble loser against Prince Puma, which made a humble. Which is all apparently leading to the, the rumor I heard, and I don't know because I haven't, I don't think they taped their like season finale yet, 
But they were leading to the the big payoff title match is going to be Puma versus King Cuerno. You've already had that. I know, but oh, who knows? Could be anything. Could be Alberto El Patron. But yeah, I also discovered this week that my cousin Erin is friends with Hernandez's wife and used to go to their house all the time in Houston and actually like watch him on pay-per-view. Huh. And and I just now found this out. <laughs> that was like the first thing I said was, why am I just learning about this? You know I've been a fan for how long? Yeah, stuff like that interests me. But whatever. I mean, my buddy Brian is friends with Blue Pants. They hang out all the time. Anyway, let's move on. Well, let's move on to number four. Number four. All right, the top four this week are all really, really good things, but I'm going to kick it off with our final Lucha Underground note, and that was the death match between Phoenix and Mil Mortes that ended the show. Uh, this was a really friggin' intense match. A lot of ridiculous spots, the most ridiculous being when Mil Mortes powerbombed Phoenix through the roof of a room that they were standing on. And all of this was built up to pretty much be his big sacrifice with the storyline they're doing with Katrina. And he had like three random mass dudes, like all these Day of the Dead dudes, just kind of mulling about at ringside as like another trios team. We don't know who they are. And it all ended with a B-Boy getting his face ripped off by Terry Oquato's caged brother. <laughs> Literally got his face ripped off. <laughs> Dan could attest to that. Oh, like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta in that movie? Not like that, no. No, not like that. They didn't trade faces. No, like, the other two guys held him by the arms and put him face first into the to, to the cage that Terry Cueto's, like, retarded strong brother is in or whatever. We haven't seen him yet. All we know is that he's an animal, and he killed What's-Her-Face's parents. Oh, so it's more like John Travolta and... Uh, Nicholas Cage switched faces and then grabbed this guy and threw him into a cage and ripped his face off. <laughs> it's more like that. Yeah, it's more like that. It's more like okay. face off too. Whatever is going to get Pat to watch Lucha, so let's just <laughs> let him think that that's what happened. Yeah, it was really weird because like when when uh, he switched his face, he also got fat. Whoa, weird. The only other thing fat, freaking Vampiro gained like twenty pounds between the last yeah, episodes. Did. That was the only other thing I wanted to mention really about Lucha. <laughs> he did. He does a sit down interview with Sexy Star, and he asks her all the questions in English, and she responds in Spanish. It's like such an it's such a weird interview. And she's obviously more comfortable speaking in Spanish, so why don't you just speak Spanish? We know you do because you do the Spanish telecast. But whatever, it's Vampiro logic. Maybe he was too busy focusing on all that weight that he gained. Good damn. Now it's Fat Vampiro. What do you think Scotty Steiner would think of him? Fat! All right. Does Scott Steiner think about about half of the NXT roster at this point? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, All right, let's do number three. Number three. This is kind of a multi-part thing. Uh, the cast of Entourage appeared on Raw. I have never actually seen the show, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. I've been told repeatedly that I would love it. And with their movie coming out, I think it's time to check it out. But they're all legitimate fans, so they actually worked as guest hosts. 
They ended up being part of John Cena's open challenge. Were they Entourage or were they freaking real, the real guys or whatever? They were. I, I don't know. I don't were think they, they ad- character or not. They, Did they, ad- I, they didn't address the character names. I don't think, but they were still very much their characters, like just like was Long he Johnny Drama or was he? Uh, they were yeah, just they like, really didn't the cast of Entourage. Yeah, that's all it was, the cast of Entourage. We're the cast of Entourage. That was it. They were yeah. like, okay. We are but, Entourage w- but it without was all, certain people. Yeah, but it was all worth it to bring out Zack Ryder to face Cena at Nassau Coliseum. See, see this right here is, could very well be the jump start, the shot in the arm that he kind of needed for a long time. And I, I hope that's what it is. because it's he, about he's teaming with Mojo on NXT. Uh, I hope that's not. I hope this is where they go. I hope they don't stick with that and keep him on NXT because John Cena really put him over very well here. He did in a match. Well, he that, owes him like a lot. He bros him. <laughs> he does owe him. Yeah. Uh, hey, but I, I helped get you over. I but, helped push for you. Yeah. You can do a job for me. Not only did he have um, a really good match with John Cena, ended with Ryder. Trying to pull out a 450 splash because he need, he knew he needed something big to put away Cena, and that was his downfall. I, I love this match. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a guy who I, I never understood why they stopped pushing him in the first place. You know why? Because he got himself over. After them telling them to get himself over, he got himself over, and then they they were like, "How dare you get yourself over? Now you're ready." <laughs> Damn millennials. But I, uh, I hope this is a sign of good things for Zack Ryder and maybe not wanting to uh, not know what he wants to do with his life anymore. It almost sounded like you said Zack Ryder for a minute. Zack Ryder, yes. <laughs> That's Jason Shin's favorite wrestler. <laughs> woo, 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 you blow it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I don't want to title this episode Zack Ryder. Let's not do that. <laughs> All right, we need a new title. <laughs> All right. Here, we're up to number two. Dan, number you can go ahead. two. But just be note that it was very, very hard for me to choose between these next two items. So th- <laughs> Guns or weed. <laughs> the only reason that this is in my number two slot is because it's simply a news story and not an actual thing that happened. It's just a news story. He loves slots. Destination America... After kind of announcing, teasing, not really official, kind of confusing, saying that they're not going to carry Impact anymore, picked up Ring of Honor for a television show. (laughs) Starting next Wednesday. (laughs) While TNA did not inform anyone of this news. Yeah, and I've heard MVP completely flipped out about this. Not completely flipped out, he just... He basically said, you know, I wish I could get more concrete news about this from the company that I work for. Are we canceled? Are we done? Is ROH a lead-in product? What is this? We'll we'll tell you guys after we figure out how we're paying all of you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Destination America and Ring of Honor announced this, and then all of a sudden TNA Dixie Carter was like, oh, uh, we're going to have a phone conference today at 1 o'clock, to which apparently after that the... Um, the Wolves re-signed with TNA. And Bram. Yes, and Bram from, you know, the Elephant Show. <laughs> Sherry Lewis and Bram. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe that's good news for them. And just, rinky dinky dink. Uh, but just think, like, if 
if TNA gets the pickup from this and Impact improves, which we know it has the potential to because we've seen it happen several different times, yeah, you'll have Ring of Honor, and they've got a chance to shine on a much more major television network. It's one that I actually do now get, so I'll be able to watch it. So I'll start adding that to my weekly top ten As opposed to having to live in an area where the the ownership owns the station. Yeah, right. Um, But on top of all that, Wednesday also gives you NXT and Lucha, so Wednesday is going to become the quintessential wrestling night. But also not, because three of the shows will be happening at the same time. (laughs) Right, right. But if you've got a, yeah, my DVR can record all that stuff, so I'm good. I will watch NXT live because I was that's say, just because NXT Wednesday has been my wrestling night. So yeah. actually, because because NXT archives immediately, and because um, I don't generally get to catch Lucha until Thursday anyway, I'd probably end up watching Ring of Honor live to save DVR space, get that out of the system, and then go turn on NXT right after. Weren't there a lot of problems with the Ring of Honor? I don't know if they've improved. I mean, I know when they first started and they were on the Sinclair Networks, it was kind of a rough product. I wonder if they're stepping up their production or... They probably are, but you also have to remember that Ring of Honor never was a very good TV product. Right. Um, They are very much a live event product. So they probably just needed to kind of uh, sand off the rough edges. Right. And, and I, I, I haven't seen Ring of Honor on television since, like, geez, 2011, 2012. It has been a while. Last time I really saw on TV was when they were on HDNet, and it was not well put together. Right. And I've heard, I've heard a lot of people share that same view. So... I, I think we just kind of got to give them a shot here and see what they look like when they debut. And we will, very soon. Yeah, next week. <laughs> Incredible so, soon. Depends what they do. The other problem with when they were in HDNet is they were, like, so behind on their normal stuff. Like, they they were showing stuff that happened, like, three months before on the TV show. And so you'd be like, oh, I'm following a TV show. And then, like, hey, the next iPay-per-view is coming out. And you're like, what the fuck is happening on this iPay-per-view? <laughs> yeah, but I think now that they have actually got a pretty good TV deal in, in place, they'll um, they'll organize much better. You would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> but look at TNA. Different product, though. Different owners. Different product. That um, Another thing I want to say about TNA real quick I still don't know the name of your stupid company. Is it TNA or is it Impact Wrestling? Is Impact Wrestling the product or is TNA the product? Guess what? I, think I don't Impact know. Impact Wrestling is just the name of the show. Right. It's so hard to understand, though, because Hulk Hogan walked into company and said, You know, brothers, you can't call yourself TNA. People think it means tits and ass. So we got to change the name, brother. Let's change it to Impact Wrestling, which I thought was a great idea. But rebrand everything. Rebrand everything. Don't fucking call yourself TNA. That's why I've been wrestling. saying that they just needed to they need to actually drop that company and start over fresh. Right. And I, call yourself Global Force Wrestling. <laughs> yep. I like well, the Impact Wrestling logo and and the name itself, but I don't get they they have to stick with this TNA name and just can't drop it. Well, who knows? They just uh they've been having this issue for way too long. That's why and that's why my faith wrestling. in them is is basically over. 
And I'm always willing to give them that extra look, but they've disappointed me every single time, so... It was funny, because when I keep mentioning, I'm like, yeah, wrestling's going to be great on Wednesdays because they've got all this stuff. And then people respond, they're like, you forgot TNA. I'm like, well, I kind of didn't. I kind of know why I didn't mention it. The bottom line is I just don't like their products. And, you know, I know a lot of people defend it by saying, oh, well, we know, I know guys that work there and it's still considered an alternative. And that's great and everything. But, you know, I personally just don't like their products. Right. And there were, I haven't liked it in a long time. There were times when we on the show enjoyed their product, but it there just, was, there was a time when I liked impact as the best wrestling of the week. Right. And, and unfortunately, um, it just seems like they can never get all their gears clicking again. They had a really good time for a while there and then everything just fell off the wagon. Well, they, they can't get over being WWE light. That's their first problem. They, they can't get over, um, like, having that weird con- like continuity, and they can't get over being too much sports entertainment when they want to be more wrestling. That, and they can't get over their own stars to the level that they want to have, you know, Kurt Angle. Like, Kurt Angle's fine to have around, I understand it, but he's, you know, it, it's it's getting to the point, like, you know, Bobby Roode has been there how long? I mean, he's, he's been champion before now and all that, but it still never feels like they've made these guys their names. Like, the only... Yeah. The, the guy they've done the best job with outside of that, uh, considering they've had the chance to rebrand a guy like MVP or Ken Anderson and have done nothing with him, EC3 is probably one of the best names they've signed that's done the most with what they've given him. Right. And that's their, that's what I think is their big problem. When I watch Impact, I feel like I'm watching Raw. Like, right. it doesn't feel like or an heat. alternative. When I, watch, when I watch Lucha, I know I'm watching a different product. Because it's filmed differently, it's written differently, everything feels different. But six sides, brah. Yeah. Even NXT doesn't feel like you're watching a WWE program. The only reason you know it's WWE is because... The logo's everywhere. Occasionally, WWE people appear. But it doesn't feel like it. Oh, and a Raw recap now. Well, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. But that's not... My number one favorite thing that happened in wrestling this week. And let's talk about that. Number one! This week on Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho interviewed Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, I like and it. Going. And it was freaking awesome. Uh, the first, roughly the first half of the interview is spent on Jericho discussing Jesse's wrestling career as to how he got in the ring. Um, how his career ended, how he became the first ever heel color commentator, how he ran with that, um, fallouts with Vince, fallouts with Hogan, and then Jericho got him on conspiracy theories. And when you, the way you hear him talk about the JFK assassination and 9-11 and all that stuff, when you, this is a guy who more so than anybody else I've ever heard talk about these types of theories really makes you think. And the reason he right. makes you think is because he does his research. He doesn't just formulate an opinion based on stuff that other people are saying. He does his own individual research. He reads the books that he wants to read, and he analyzes them. He doesn't just read something and go, oh, this person says this. This well, must be fact. That, that has to be a fact. No, he doesn't. He cross-checks that with other sources and he did that for everything and when you hear him talk you literally sit there and like man 
the guy he, the guy's done his homework. He knows what he's talking about. I mean, even being a former Navy SEAL and being in government, guy knows a bit about corruption that's going on anyway. But um, I think one of my favorite interviews I ever heard him on was he was on Piers Morgan, and um, Piers Morgan was like, "Well, it's the nine eleven story is is a hundred percent true." And he's like, "It's documented." He goes, uh, "And most people think you're just a crackpot." And he goes. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to pull your audience real quick. He goes, now, how many of you think that the story of 9-11 is 100% true? And, like, one person claps. And he goes, and how many of you think that I'm a crackpot and nobody claps? He goes, how many people think I'm making a valid point here? And everybody claps. <laughs> and then Pierce Morgan had nowhere to go. It was great. That guy get, I see he gets shut down, like, once a month. <laughs> He's fucking terrible. I hate that guy. <laughs> well, that's why he lo- – didn't he lose his show? I have no idea. I, I don't know either. <laughs> that, that, this is the most I've probably ever discussed Pierce Morgan in my entire life, was what you just said. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. He really, really makes you think about everything. He also tells some great stories about going to film Predator with Arnold, and how he used to mess with Arnold to make him think that he trained harder than he did. He would find out what time Arnold would get to the gym, and then he'd show up five minutes before him, drench himself with water, and make it look like he's already been working out, and he wouldn't stop until Arnold left. So Arnold never knew what time he started and what time he stopped training, and it drove him nuts. What do you think Arnold would think about that? If only we had him here. You know, I... I, uh, Whoa, whoa, where'd you come from? He was, like, right there. Did you see him? Nope. Okay. Ar- Arnold, you can have the microphone. Yeah, I, I never know when the, the, the Jesse, the, the the body arrived, but do you remember a few weeks ago when we, we took off in the uh, the helicopter to uh, to film our new show, had to catch a predator? Yes, yes, I remember that. That was more than a few weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> and you were back on this show since. That was episode... That's episode 98 on April 18th. Yeah, and you've been back on this show since, and you didn't even mention, and we haven't seen Jesse since. So what actually happened? I I, uh, I never knew when he showed up on the set, so I uh, I came back. And I, do, I told Jesse before I left, I, uh, I sent him a text message. You know what the text message said? No, what did it say? I'll be back. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> you don't say. Arnold, do me a favor, stick yeah. around, because we're going to talk about a match coming up here in just a second, and I'm going to want your opinion on it. It involves your favorite championship. Ooh, is it in the ice elimination chamber? Of course it is. Yes! <laughs> You're frozen in stasis until I release you. <laughs> oh, man, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> I'd pay the forty-five ninety-nine to see that. So it is, yes, this Sunday is the... Live special, on, only on the WWE Network. You can subscribe for forty five ninety nine a month on the Arnold Schwarzenegger Network. No, Arnold, we're not going to be doing that. It's Elimination Chamber from Corpus Christi. Yes. Whoa. Melissa Hatfield territory. Is she going to be there? Is uh, Christy going to be there? Uh, probably not, because she's dead. Is Stevie going to be there? <laughs> Wait, Governor Christie's going to be there? Could we put him in a chamber? No, because, well, he'd be dead, right? Because it's Corpus Christi. Oh, I get it. Uh, so so uh, Triple, Triple H put on a cane mask and rape him, right? Of course. 
Of course, it's me, Kane. <laughs> there are currently six announced matches for this big old special. All right, so isn't it pretty obvious that this is like a test to see if they get enough watches so they can just say fuck off pay-per-view? Yeah, that's pretty much how I see it. So, here's your first match. It is an NXT rematch between Neville and Bo Dallas. Huh. Wasn't there... Didn't, didn't they set up this feud on Raw? I don't know. I only got the Hulu cut. Yes. Yes, they did. It was after the Stardust-Neville match. Did Bo get rid of his beard? I heard something about him getting rid of his beard. I don't know. I don't remember if he got rid of it entirely, but he definitely trimmed it. Bo weird. But he, yes, but he uh, he told Neville that all Neville has to do is Bo leave. Let's get back to that good Bo Dallas stuff, please. He touched my bum! I gave you all cookies! Seriously, this was all like a year joking. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, there is a triple threat match for the Divas Championship. Nikki Bella is defending against Paige and Naomi, the two number one contenders. One of them is a legit number one contender, and the other one has a claim on the belt. Uh, if, they, if they want this special to mean something, they're going to have to have a title change hands here, and I think this would be the right and one. And that title is the IC title. Duh. Well, obviously. I think this is finally going to be Naomi's time. Or do you think Vacant's going to retain later? Well, Vacant has the tag titles in TNA right now, too. I know, and the funny thing is is that, like, the frickin', uh the, the guy with the broken leg is okay now, so they could have just gone with it. And never switched, never switched to the Hardys. No, not that guy. The guy with the bad leg? This, the guy with, with the, the bad, bad leg. leg. What do you, what do you hit him in the bad leg, right? All right. So um, I predict Neville over Dallas. I predict Naomi, new Divas champion. That's anybody. Yeah, 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 he's in. Um, anybody got a another opinion? I think, nope, Neville goes over. And um, Nikki Bella still, though? God. Yes. Man. I know that's that's why we need a new champion because well, they've been, yeah they've been building Naomi for a while now I think it's about time yeah I I agree I agree all right let's talk about this singles match between John Cena and Kevin Owens that a bunch of people in our our own board were like what are you talking about it's for the U S championship no it was never announced that way and that's that's a good thing it's just a that match. was the whole point is because Kevin Owens was like I don't want to I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, why don't you say, I don't want that? Oh, wait, let's do a title match. <laughs> I don't want a title. Okay, this so, match, I don't know. So this is going to be an awesome match, because this is going to put, no matter what the outcome, Kevin Owens is going to get put over huge. This is going to be a, a rough match, like Stiffy McGee match, not like a boner either, like hard punches. There, There's too much predictability that's going to be a typical Cena, LOL Cena wins, and the last couple of times that I've felt that way about something like this, I've been completely wrong. So I feel like Kevin Owens is not only going to go over, but he's going to go over in a big way and shock a lot of people. You know what would be really cool if they do it, because they're they're so uh, doing such a good job with the Samoa Joe thing so far, is either after the match or during the match, Samoa Joe comes down, like maybe after Cena wins, and he actually confronts Cena too. Like that would be a, that would be a mark out moment. How freaking surreal is that going to be to have John Cena, Kevin Steen, and Samoa Joe in the ring together? Considering Joe and Cena trained at the same place at the same time. Yeah, but 
they've never been in the same company like this. I, I just think, yeah, I think that's going to be a moment. Like, because even if people don't watch NXT and they watch the main product, but they still know these, na- like, you still probably know Samoa Joe. I, th- I think that would be a legit mark out moment. What kind of backwards asshole watches Raw but not NXT? Like, supposed that, to watch NXT but not Raw. That nerd who's on the Hulu commercial where he's getting the WWE logo tattooed on him, he's like, "Don't get it twisted. I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm a WWE fan." Oh, that kid's re- that guy's re- that guy is a retard. Uh, he's coming over on Saturday, and he, and he deserves <laughs> and he deserves a WWE logo on his. Head. We're gonna have a pizza party. Plain, and he won't plain, know plain. why. <laughs> and he won't know why. Because Colin Delaney get fired. God damn. Got fired from a job he never technically had. Still ridiculous to think about. All right. Um, we'll save the chamber matches for last because those are the actual gimmick stuff. So let's talk about the actual WWE World Heavyweight Championship match where Seth Rollins defends against that boy Dean Ambrose and his bodyguard Roman Reigns. So here's the thing, right? So the main event is probably going to be the IC title match, right? Because that's in the chamber. Right. I feel That's like, what I assume. I feel like this needs a spot. Like the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, I love you spot, but it's just the Joker and Batman, I think we're destined to do his forever spot. Oh, so his Joker's going to be hanging upside down? Yeah, Seth Rollins will be hanging up. Oh, I know. Uh, Dean Ambrose will be hanging upside down. He's like, I think we're destined to do this forever. All and you then, need is a little push. Yep. And then we don't have a match between them ever again. Because Dean Ambrose dies before the, before the match came out. Yeah. Kind of sad. And then he wins awards posthumously, which he technically earned, but were put out of proportion. <laughs> God damn. Uh, I feel like it's going to be really obvious that Rollins will retain here, because I just don't see them putting the belt on Ambrose. Ambrose yet. isn't ready yet, man, with his but, retarded facial expressions. Oh my God. He's so not ready with being the most over guy, and they're, they're giving him all the Stone Cold Steve Austin gimmicks of coming back and commandeering things. But I have a feeling that he's when he does, he's either he's either going to lose now and then get money in the bank, or he'll win at SummerSlam and be the champion. I, I think. Well, I think he's headed for it no matter what. And I think it's funny because they, you know, they, they Roman Reigns was their go-to, and it's funny that no matter what they do, Dean Ambrose is still more over. So r- right now they're just kind of riding that out. But I mean, in the past year, he's commandeered an ambulance, a hot dog truck. Um, now the police, the paddy wagon, and there was probably something else in there that I'm Go missing. Go back to the Attitude Era. All right, here's Dean Ambrose. We don't like him. Well, which to which he, uh, when he commandeered the hot dog uh, truck, he sprayed mustard and ketchup all over Kane, to which Kane finally came out on SmackDown that week, if you remember, and said, I'm not a cheeseburger. Yeah. Whoa, way to call back. No, you're still fixated on that. I'm still fixated on Kane versus the Bunny at freaking WrestleMania that never happened. (laughs) All right, so um, Kane put on the Bunny mask. I really think that Ambrose is going to be Mr. Money in the Bank this year, and he's going to torture the hell out of Rollins. Just keep throwing him all the time. Just every every single match he has, he'll come out in the middle of it. But yeah, their their story, I mean, their characters are so intertwined that this feud is always fresh to go back to. I don't even think this will have a definitive loss ending for Ambrose either. I think it'll still be some sort of screw job finish. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Unless LOL Roman turns heel and joins the authority. <laughs> He'll, do race, punch. He'll do the I love you spot. He has to put him out of his misery and join the authority. He's like, I love you, Superman Punch, baby girl. I love you, Deanie girl. My, fa- my favorite part of Raw was how interested Renee Young was in knowing Dean Ambrose's whereabouts. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the uh, Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber, which is going to be awesome to <laughs> stick two guys in a pod. We're too uh, big to fit in the pod. <laughs> so I'm going to run through the teams, and you guys tell me what their odds are. First, let's start with Los Matadors. Hell no! Okay. What's worse than no? Hell no. Okay, hell no. Is Shaniqua there? Hell no. People don't live here no more. All right, how about the Ascension? Hell no! <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I love the gimmick, but no, it's not going anywhere right now. All right, n- next we have the Primetime Players. Hell no, dog, because they're black. Making moves, making moves. Yeah, no, they got a better shot than the other two teams. <laughs> Making hundred dollar moves. <laughs> I, I think right. they, you know, what they've been they've been pretty good doing little sketches on SmackDown, making fun of the other teams. So I would say they have a shot. Have they been super racist, like when they bowed to uh, Yoshitatsu? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you start. All right. How's about Kid and Cesaro? Most likely. Um, almost likely. I still think. I still think end day are retaining here. Oh no! <laughs> How about the Lucha Dragons? Hell um, no! But they might like put on a great performance and get over. Yeah, Kalisto's going to have some awesome move with the. But those YouTuber. bitches ain't winning. <laughs> and Sincara's going to be like, I'm dressed like a watermelon. And last but not least, whoever the two members of the New Day are. Freebird rule, freebird. <laughs> Xavier Woods. Freebird rule. Wants to get inside the pod in the middle of the match. <laughs> you know whoever is on the outside is going in that chamber. Is he going to pull the Ric Flair it's, where it's he's going to like yeah, put I his think, feet up against the thing and flip off everybody and then fall and then have to recover? <laughs> I think Xavier Woods is going to be on the outside. He's the smartest guy to put out there because he knows how to work the crowd, especially when I start going, New Day sucks. And he's like, that's clearly not the case. We're winning right now. Like, things We're like winning. that. winning. That's why Bo Dallas would be perfect in as a member of New Day, because that's the type of stuff I could see him doing. Yeah. Clearly, you're not paying attention. All right. Um, my prediction is that it's either going to be a New Day retention, or it'll be the Lucha Dragons. Wow. No. Yeah, no guy, Cesaro go kid? No, I don't. I don't see them retaining this time around, just because of the or situation retaining. that they're in. Yeah, regaining. Uh, it's it's too it's a tough one. I mean, it could be them. I just I, I don't see them putting the belts back on them to end the New Day experiment by going back to Kid and Cesaro. Like if they're going to end the New Day experiment as champions, it's going to be to a new team to get them over. That's uh, the way I look crap, at it. Crap! It's not even February anymore. <laughs> oh, God, get out of here! <laughs> it's almost June. This show's going to happen on May thirty first. <laughs> All right then. Let's talk about what will probably be your main event, and that's the Elimination Chamber for the Vacant Intercontinental Championship. Now, your six competitors, one of them was supposed to be Rusev, but due to injury, he might be replaced by Bray Wyatt. Thanks, Rayback. Because of that, I actually feel like Wyatt 
Wyatt has the biggest chance of winning, because if there was ever a time to make Wyatt a champion, this would be that time. All right, your other guys in the match are Sheamus, Ryback, R-Truth, King Barrett, and Dolph Ziggler. So who among those six do you think has the best actual shot of being the champion, and who do you think has the least amount of sh- <laughs> out of this probability? And why do you think it's R-Truth? <laughs> you know, I feel so bad, because he's so entertaining. And now, like, they don't have any TV time for him at all. Um, but he's such an entertaining guy, I don't understand why they do this. Um, I don't think... I don't think Rocksteady is winning it now, now that I know Seamus is going to be Rocksteady. Yeah, because he's going to have to take some time off. Yeah, I... I kind of think it's going to go right back to Barrett, actually. Eh, it's a possibility. I hope I hope not. I hope somebody else gets it, and I wouldn't be upset if anybody else won it right now. I just feel like they, they took it off Barrett to give it to Daniel Bryan, and then ever since then, Barrett's been trying to get right back to it, so I feel like yeah. he's a strong contender for it. If I had to pick two, like the last one, it's going to be Wyatt and then Barrett. Those are my most likely candidates. I always feel like Bray Wyatt is a guy who doesn't ever... I mean, not that it would hurt him to have some titles, but I don't think he ever needs a title. He doesn't, but if you're ever going to put one on him, this would be the perfect chance to do it. Because it would be the perfect... The storyline would write itself. He enters the chamber, he decimates the guys, and then he can go into a whole a whole promo mode about how he is now the champion. You know what, though? I, th- I think that's what I like about his characters. His character really doesn't care about championships. Doesn't even care about winning. Right. And I, I think, like, his character, that does, like, you know, they've, they've had other characters who they've, they've given little shots here and there, and um, they don't take off too well because they just kind of, like, they don't really book them that well, but Bray Wyatt whether he has a title or not, he's going to be a top star. Speaking of people who had titles and didn't have titles, what happened to the Miz? Who cares? Yeah. By oh, the way, he's going to be back, know? isn't he? Because they made a thing that he's going to be. Oh, back. that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, the pre-show is going to be him talking to Daniel Bryan. That's oh, right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh, and also, Elimination Chamber is not called Elimination Chamber in Germany. It's called No Escape. Yep. Ice Elimination Chamber. So, Arnold, who's, what's your prediction for this icy title match? I'm going to freeze everyone in the ice chambers, and then I'm going to climb and win the icy championship. No, you, you, don't climb. Climb. you don't climb, Arnold. I do. He's going to get in the chopper. We'll get to the chopper, get to the top of the arena, and grab the icy title. He's going to use the chopper. But okay. the, the timekeeper has it, I'm pretty sure. God. Oh, there man. he goes. He's already planning. <laughs> also, big props to WWE for using an Offspring song as your theme song. Oh, instead really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming for you. Day after day. It's nice to hear real rock music again after all the Wiz Khalifa that we've put up after with. After Wiz Khalifa and Dubstep and whatever else. And songs that I just don't know where they get them from. Now they got that whole NXT thing going on where they're going to develop artists too, develop musicians. As oh, well. so they're <laughs> they're um, rookie musicians. 
Yeah, they, I also like how now uh, uh, Corey Graves is is uh, billed as WWE Network's Corey Graves. Yes. So is it going to be like lowercase CFO stamp sign? So he's just like, he's like, hi, I'm Tom Phillips, and I'm here with SmackDown's Byron Saxton and WWE Network's Corey Graves. Oh, poor Corey Graves. That's how that happened. And you know what? His in-ring career ended, but his WWE career took off. You really, I mean, there's so many worse things that could happen there. Well, guess what? The theme for Unstoppable which is also called Unstoppable, was better than most of the things they've been using for WWE programming for a long time. So that was that good. was one of their developmental music- musicians. Ugh, indie bands? No, they're not anymore because they're Oven signed to WWE. <laughs> oven bands. Yeah, they haven't even come out of the oven yet. They're still, they're dough bands. Dough bands? God damn. Gross. Dough bands. All right. Well, what would you guys say if I told you that there were actually people out there who would not let their child have a dog because they simply wouldn't allow it because they're the parent and they say so? What's your honest opinion about that type of attitude? That sounds quite close-minded. Not that I'm saying everyone should have a dog when they want one, because there are legitimate reasons maybe not to have a dog in your household. However, it sounds very close-minded, and, um, wow, kind of like Hitler is your parent. <laughs> and that's this week's troll truth. The fact that, and, and this isn't exclusive to one person either, because I've heard this from several different people, because I'm at that age now where a lot of people on my friends list oh. are parents, and I hear this stuff all the time, like, you know, my kid's going to do and like what I tell them to because I'm the parent and therefore I can. So basically your kid's going to have zero free will at all, You know is what you're telling me. It's kind of interesting because the person that I thought you were talking about, Mein Kampf is also their favorite book. Is that a real thing? Yes. Or wow, was at one that, point, yes. Wow, that's ridiculous. So that explains a lot. Wait, this person in question, though, is um, deeply religious, right? Right. Um, yes. Yes, quite. Interesting. Well, trolls everywhere, even on WWE's official Facebook page. Yes, guess what, guys? Today what? is Seth Rollins' birthday! Happy birthday, Aww. Seth Rollins! LOL, happy birthday. How old is Mr. Seth Rollins? Old enough. Take dick pics, apparently. I don't know. Count the rings on his cock. God, God, wow. And he cut his cock in half and count the rings? (laughs) That is disgusting. Anyway... So here is fans wishing happy birthday to Seth Rollins, but of course they are smarky assholes on the internet, so here we go. Happy birthday to an awesome heel! (laughs) You're such a good heel! I love you! (laughs) Happy birthday, naked rollings! (laughs) Of course, because we still have to come back to the dick pics. Lord. 
Well, at least you can your birthday as champion because come Sunday, Dean Ambrose will be champ. At least you can your birthday. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for that insight. You can your wow. birthday as champion because I like forgot Sunday, part of the thought there. Dean Ambrose will be champ. Can't make a joke because someone will get butt hurt. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tyler Black! Yeah, I know your real wrestling gimmick name. <laughs> and uh, our last comment. Happy birthday, Colby Daniel Lopez! I know your real, real, real name. Uh, what a prick. That person's just a prick. Really? Colby, huh? So, you guys are like... On a first name basis, but four exclamation points. I used to work with this guy, and he was in his probably forties or fifties. And every time he would tell me about wrestlers he'd met, he he would have to because I was quote in the biz. He would he would try to relate to me, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I met Michael Hickenbottom this one time," and I'm like, "Oh who?" He's like, "You know Michael Hickenbottom, aka Shawn Michaels." I was like, "I know Shawn Michaels. I don't know Michael Hickenbottom." Yeah. Um, I would never. I'd never call him Michael Higginbottom I, because he's friggin' Shawn Michaels. I met Monty Sop, aka Billy Gunn. Oh, so you met Billy Gunn? Yeah, that's that's so disrespectful. That's one of those things I believe pretty strongly in. I am like, so you know, intelligent because I can memorize two names for one person. I remember Raven said something like that one time. He goes, "Listen, oh, he you goes, mean Scott Levy?" Yeah, exactly. He goes, Meet "Listen, Scotty." If, if if we ever be if something like if we ever become friends and I give you permission to call me Scott, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you refer to me like on message boards or whatever. Like it doesn't matter because I told you to. But if you don't know who I am and you only know me as my TV persona, then I'm raving to you, and that's being respectful. He goes, if I want you to call me Scott, I'll let you call me Scott, but you have I have to let you do that. I don't, it was something along those lines, but I agreed with him because I. I and I don't understand how nobody else sees it that way. But then again, there's just so many disrespectful yeah. idiots out there. My thought is you always call that person in gimmick out of respect. And, and even a lot of people, when, when you know, like, Joe and Joe is, you know, it's the same thing. So it's okay. But, like, when I meet somebody and they go, hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. I know them by their gimmick name. I always want to call them their gimmick name in case we're ever working a show so I don't end up going, hey, Dave. And his name isn't Dave. So you don't call Justin Glory by his real name during a promo? <laughs> you know, I was trying to tiptoe around that reference, but yeah. yeah exactly that. <laughs> I don't... I, I still bust Salinas' balls about that all the time. And like, see, that's another case. Like, it, he's okay if you call him Salinas because he calls himself John Salinas with GSW Promotion. Like, he's Johnny... His in-ring character is Johnny Toxic... But he'll answer to John Salinas because he uses that name for all his promotional stuff. He's only toxic when he's in the ring. And that's a different exception. But, like, I know Joey Image's real last name. I'm sure a lot of the listeners do, and I'm not going to say it because that's not – to me, that's disrespectful. You know, I, I can refer to him that way because he's told me I could, but I still don't because I know him as Joey Image. It's just – he said his own brother calls him Joey Image. He'll be like, hey, what's up, Image? It, yeah, sometimes it just becomes easier. Image or toxic or those names, and that's what I call those people consistently. Right. At the same time, like I know that 
I've always called Justin Glory by his real first name because that's how he introduced himself to me and that's what he told me to call him. But nowadays he wants to be Justin Glory. So I'm going to stop calling him by his real first name because that's what he prefers. It's a respect thing. I prefer my real name. Well, ah, <laughs> uh, I, I prefer having nine dogs. But then I let one run out into the road. Oh, God. Smash my bitch up. Well, guys, I think it's about that time. Let's play points or buried or folded or frozen. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, not even frozen too. Uh, ev- oh, frozen is- too. <laughs> Would you right, like so- to build another snowman? <laughs> you still haven't well, let it go. You guys better listen up because now there's three characters waiting <laughs> anxiously to attack your entry. So what I pretty much told everybody this week was to come up with new members of Booker T's family. Oh, wait, do you hear that? That's Arnold putting the silencer on his freeze gun. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> silencer on the freeze gun. <laughs> wow. God damn. All right. Silenced rocket launcher. <laughs> Holy shit. So, was, was that part of our Xbox chats? I believe it was. <laughs> I remember us talking about, because I remember I was playing a game and there was a silencer on a shotgun. And it was either like, they barely existed at the oh. time. So it was like so dumb. And then someone, of course, put it out of proportion. And it, Oh, it was, fuck, it was um, Nick Ashley. And he talked about uh-huh. what... Why don't we have? Why don't they have a silencer for a rocket launcher? I was like, that is the dumbest thing ever. I said, is the rocket silent or is the explosion silent? By the way, like rocket launchers are pretty cool. Well, grenade launchers are super quiet when they shoot off. At least. Oh, why don't they have a rocket launcher silencer? Oh my god! And you know what happened to that guy? He died. <laughs> oh Jesus! It was such. And, and you know what? On the anniversary of Elimination Chamber, and he didn't hear it coming. How oh stupid of a question God, was it? So, terrible. so stupid he died. It's going to be five years ago on Sunday that he Is died. Is it really? Yes. Oh my God! Well, this is also R.I.P. coming. Nick from, Ashley. You know what? Let's be let's be realistic here. This is also coming from Dan, who unfriended him on, on Xbox Live the morning after he found out he died. He's just like, oh, I guess he won't be using this. Anymore. The morning without mourning. Jesus. Right. I removed, and, and apparently, and the reason why I did apparently came to pass because his brother turned it on one time. Oh God! And an auto locked in. I was like, "Remember that?" And I remember the reason why I got rid of it because, like, I don't want Nick or someone. I don't. I mean, I don't want Vinny or someone to log in to, to turn that thing on and to log in as Nick, and I freaking shit my pants. Yeah, that happened to me too. I, I saw but him. Apparently, it happened like two weeks later. That said. R.I.P. Nick Ashley, and it's a shame that um, he would have loved the show. Yeah, we didn't have the podcast around when you were still around because I, I yeah, know. I think you would loved he, it. Uh, he would have loved. He would have listened every week. He would have played points or buried. He probably would have raged every time he got buried, and it would have been so funny. Uh, I genuinely miss him. I really do. All right. So what I said was, I want you guys to come up with family members for Booker T. And I gave oh, two examples. Yeah. We had his uh, his second cousin who. Was kind of clumsy. He was a TV producer who was really clumsy, and his name was Technical Difficulty. 
And we all remember when he stopped by the show in a very early episode. He saw he also stopped by the pie crust one time too. So, yeah. and then the other example I said was you know, he, or you could always talk about his cousin who's uh, who's I forgot what I said. He was like well mannered or very very responsible. He was responsibility. Okay, I, so I gave those are the examples I gave. Now this is. This is such a good game, the way that sounds right now, at least. I don't think anybody should not get points, but let's find out, shall we? Okay. Well, now that you know the examples that I gave, yes. so you'll you'll be able to hear how these turn out. Um, I will say this, though. I didn't make any rules about the family members. I said they could all be cousins if you wanted them to. I wanted the humor to be in the name. The name. Sure. Okay. I get it. So, but some people did go that extra mile and make the relative as part of the pun. So that's fine. All right, our first member of Booker T's family is Kafabe T. It's <sighs> a lot of silence over there. Trying to think of a nice way. Hmm. Uh, well, you've got three people to choose from. Can I make a polite suggestion for the silencer? <laughs> oh, he already frozen. That's why it was so quiet. Oh. <laughs> you got frozen. Right. All right. Joey image has been frozen. Do I think you do with that entry? You need to let it go. Ha! Yes. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> I just like to think that Arnold watched that movie just to come up with more puns. Oh. All right. Next member of Booker's family. Jailbird, Uncle Slammer T. Man, remember when Pat said everyone should get points this game? <laughs> I remember when I said that. Hold on, I'm, I'm adjusting this answer. Hail, son, you're too late. I already folded, damn son of a bitch. Right. Let me freeze it anyway. <laughs> oh, there it's, Wow, it's frozen. It's folded and frozen. All right. Which DJ, negated the point of folding it, because it's getting all yeah. wet. DJMC, folded and frozen. Okay. Now that those two entries are out of the way, tell me what you think of this one. His cousin who runs from child support, Invisibility. Oh, dog, where'd he go? <laughs> gotta get it when you get go. That's gonna get points. <laughs> gotta get it when you get go. That was Chris Wright's entry. He really it's... got on his bicycle this week. Y'all, that entry reminds me of my favorite tag team from back in the day. The Harlem Heat. Oh, yeah. All right. This is a personal loan agent, Home Equity. (laughs) Oh, God. Ooh, that gets points for sure. (laughs) Uh, Good job, Jason. You have wealth. Realtor, Home Equity. I got me a split level on the west side. Kane and wife, we're coming for you, nigga. <laughs> Still one of my favorite promos. Did you see the sign on Raw, by the way? It was a huge sign in the front row. It just said, we coming for you, Ziggler. 
Oh, no. <laughs> With an A. Just Ziggler. <laughs> right. That Next we have... Too. Of course it did. Next we have his upstanding Japanese car-driving sister, Integrity. <laughs> oh, you, you get really funny with these. Deck his points, too. Joe Kalaya with Integrity. Okay. Next is his serial killer cousin, Fatality. Wow. I'm assuming he looks like Jax from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> of course. Oh, <laughs> the metal Fatality. Arm oh, he got the metal arms. Yes, points. Of course. Of course. That was Denzel Thomas's entry. Oh, the black thing and the black and the black. Okay. Oh my god, this next one. Alright. His elusive uncle who has AIDS missing T cells. <laughs> Wait a sickle cell. I mean second. <laughs> yeah, god. Wait a minute. Alright. Ken Dudley. Wow. The missing Dudley boy. Wow. Missing T cells. God damn. Wow. That, the, the reaction to that one on the board was pretty funny, too. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Dens that was just like, wow, right afterwards. <laughs> God damn. And that's All why right. Ken's my friend. The really fast rising athlete, Agility. Oh, dog, he's so agile. Look at him climb on them ropes. The points. Oh, look at how fast he get on that bicycle. (laughs) That was Robert Atkins' entry. Wow, carbon up this week. Okay. (laughs) Uncle with three tongues and talks like this, like this, like this. Abnormality. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, that getting points. Faux show, faux show, faux show. (laughs) That was Adrian Cotton's entry. (laughs) Adrian Cotton. I still can't thank you enough for that amazing poem. (laughs) I love that poem. All right. Next we have Possibility. (laughs) Just imagine all of them. Wow, yeah, points. How can you not give it points? I don't even care how he's related. Just points. That was Simsack's entry. All right. I pity the fool who doesn't remember his father, Mr. T. <laughs> Still good. Points. Father, 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 father. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, that was Jeff Trellowitz's entry. Do you was think it? that he loves his father on every day of the year, even Father's Day? Was that abnormality that kept saying father over and over again? <laughs> like this, like this, like this. Oh, dog, I love my father every day of the year. <laughs> All right. Next we have his really friggin' dumb brother, Stupidity. Oh, you know Stupidity, man. <laughs> he was on the Weakest Link TV show, dog. Oh, is that why... Is that why he sucks so badly on that show? I still love the rock promos. What's two plus two? Oh, Thomas Jefferson, sucker! <laughs> yes, points. Oh, points. that wasn't me. That was stupidity. That was Glenn Cookin's entry. 
Okay. Next we have his gay cousin, oh, his gay brother, FGT. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Oh, his wrist always crimped, dog. Oh, God. Crimped Five wrist. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How many times did you fuck that guy? Five times, five times, five times. <laughs> oh, God. Five times, five times. Five times, five times. Hey. FGT. It's me, FGT, guys. You know his music starts, right? Can you suck it? Can you suck it, digger? <laughs> Jesus. So it's safe to assume that got points. Yes. Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> that was Siobhan Ferguson's entry. Of course it was. Okay. Why are you saying that Siobhan is figget? No. Or Have you seen a picture of him with the sausage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've <laughs> all seen that picture at this point. That's because Hey Rike poses it every yes. freaking hey. time he can. <laughs> hey Rike. He really is, though. <laughs> It's like the Seth Rollins pick of Chev picks. Welp. Welp. <laughs> All right. His weak cousin, that's Big Cass's favorite wrestler, S A W F T. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spill it out for you. He's especially S A W F T when F G T is around. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Points. Points, points, points. Matt Hardman points. <laughs> Matt right. Hardman submits that of all people. Of course he did. <laughs> oh, you got yeah. erectile dysfunction because you S A W F T, dog. Dog. <laughs> dog. All right. His third cousin, who is obsessed with Mortal Kombat, Fatality. Oh, we already had that dog. <laughs> yeah. And it was a better joke, too. So you are. Uh, you ain't getting no points. What happened? Well, someone's already been folded and frozen. Someone's been frozen, so... Uh-oh. Is Hunter so- around? <laughs> I'm getting my shovel ready. Because <laughs> you would think somebody who uses shovel as often as you do, you would, it would always be ready. I have to switch between the sledgehammer and the shovel, and they don't come in... They won't, won't both come in tie form. <laughs> now, why don't you have, like... The sledgehammer on one side and the shovel on the other. You're a fucking genius. <laughs> Buried. All right. Sorry, Taylor Chadwick. Flawless people, victory. People did point. Somebody pointed that out to me, and they're like, hey, there's a double entry on there. And I'm like, and? <laughs> you didn't not, say it. It's not. <laughs> Does it mean it's never not? It's never advisable to do so? Yeah, it's just that. It's not a rules violation, but it's generally not a good idea. It's It's generally not a good idea. Because as you see, only two people have gotten no points so far this week, and that's because they didn't actually do puns. Three, right? Well, that was the third one. This was the third one, okay. All right, next we have his farmer cousin, Bestiality. (laughs) Oh, dog. You're going after my wife, Shamel. He's going to be fucking the horses. (laughs) Points. 
Uh, is it even any surprise that that was Jason Shin's entry? Not at all. Okay. All right. His Special Olympics champion cousin, Disability. And that was not Mike Simsack's entry. <laughs> no, it was not. Oh, Disability, let's see you do that wheel of Rooney. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, kid, do it, do it. <laughs> Yes, points. Mad awesome points. His extremely fat sister, obesity. <laughs> oh, God. Obesity. She was in that movie Precious, y'all. Oh, wow. Based on wow. Push by Sapphire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm going to give that racist points. You can't, because all the entries are about a black guy. <laughs> so everyone gets racist points? Does anyone make white points? No. No, we're not yeah. doing that. They're regular points, Vince. <laughs> regular points. God <laughs> damn. I we like got you. special points for everybody else. Uh, I love that Dan said that instead of me. Regular person points. Thank <laughs> Thanks, uh, Vince. That gets points. Yes. That was Ellis Homeless's entry. Man. Sometimes I just try to just appease him. That way he'll shut up quicker, you know? All right. Here we go, guys. It's the Big E Countdown. Oh, man. Well, so far we have not given three people points. Maybe two more in our future. Oh, we have to. <laughs> <It's quota. laughs> All right. His half-brother, Plain White T. Now we're at four. Oh! Hey there, Delilah. You got buried. No, he got uh, frozen! No, let's bury uh, him and then freeze him. Freeze him and then bury him. Okay, let's freeze him and then bury Well, he already froze him because it was silenced. I'm uh, right. I like that one, actually. I think, I think Arnold's trying to freeze everything, <laughs> but we just can't right. hear it happening. Yes. Thanks, Arnold. All right, no points to Dan Dahl. Well, it doesn't matter if I like your entry, apparently. Nope. All right. Chris, don't matter. What a great game this is. Chris's opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> and when he has an opinion, he's an asshole. <laughs> he yeah. gets buried. One time I suggested how to make your entries funnier, and everybody was like, ah, oh, you're the worst person ever. And then everybody listened to me the next week. And But, you know, whatever. But, yeah, everyone was like, you need to be frozen, buried, set on fire, and folded. What are you, Hitler? <laughs> All right. Uh, his cousin with frog eyes, Hoppy T. Well, we met our five quota. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, we still have three more. All right. Sorry, Bill Haver. Uh, oh, he already froze it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went too fast. He does. Right. You know, even Arnold can't tell when he's freezing penguins anymore because he doesn't get to make a pun until it's already done. It's. Right, because it's silence. He forgets he has to. He pulls the trigger. It's already done. He's got like the Captain Cold gun, even though he's <laughs> Mr. Frez. Mr. Frez. All right. His brother who couldn't make ends meet. Poverty. Oh, dog. Poverty hanging outside the arena trying to get in. <laughs> he is half a hot dog. Dog. Does that mean he worked the show? <laughs> He worked half the show. All right, so points. 
points to Don Mario. Wahoo! Cruising home on Rainbow Road. His kingly cousin, Royal T. Oh, that was my gimmick in TNA, too. <laughs> Royal T. It never was, but it should have been. <laughs> well, he was like, he was suddenly like this king, but he wasn't King Booker. <laughs> so it's just like, he's Royal T. Um, points. Oh, yeah, because he started using the voice, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Points to our new listener, Austin Butler. Welcome to the Club Kayfabe community. Hell, yeah, son, I'm just going to follow you. doesn't mean I'm a just, damn butler. He just liked all the shows and started posting stuff on all of our, I know. All of our pages. So. Good man. Good man, Austin Butler. Welcome Especially to the Especially the, uh, the one where the Riddler asks Batman what, what goes down an alley and is full of holes. Yeah, that one's and Batman's exactly. like, my parents! And he's like, oh, God, no, a bowling oh, a ball. ball. <laughs> all right, guys. Your final entry or a new member of Booker T's family. His cousin who lost a foot to diabetes, oh amputee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got the diabetes. Adult onset. He got the sugars. <laughs> Gotta keep that blood sugar in check now, dog. You don't want to lose the other foot. <laughs> so I'm going to give that points. And that was to Matthew Anderson. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Now you got to choose your winner. Oof. I'm going to I'm going to propose something unprecedented, and Dan can shut this down if he likes. I didn't think there was a way to fail this, but some people did. However, I would like to give everybody who had an entry that got points the win this week. <laughs> wow! Change. I'm holding so, out my thumb like I'm Caesar or some shit, but no oh, one can see it. It's right, like does, that, does that mean you want everybody to get 150? Yes. So, okay. uh, my yeah. thumb's out to the side, but no one can Ooh. see it, not Ooh. even you guys, because even if I was on the cam, it's facing the other direction. Yeah. Now, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Suspense. Do, does, do I have to actually register every one of these names in the win column for the prize? everyone yes. that got points. <laughs> if you everyone who... Well, I can do that for the actual like survey, but then I can survey says when I when I list who all the winners are. Yes, I, 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 I have turned them. my hand in a direction. Uh oh, the thumb is pointing upwards. Yeah, it's approved. approved. <laughs> all right, Chris Wright, Jason Cantwell, Joe Kalia the third, Denzel Thomas, Ken Dudley, Robert Atkin, Adrian Cotton, Mike Simsek, Jeff Trelowitz. Glenn Kukin, Siobhan Ferguson, Matt Hardman, Jason Shin, Matthew McFarland, Ellis Holmes, Don Mario, Austin Butler, and Matthew Anderson. You all won this week. Wow. That is the nicest I've ever been to other human beings. This is never going to happen again. There has, it has now been precedented, and now it will never happen again. All right. And then the you, next week, next week, no one wins. Yeah, no. Plenty of people will get points, but no one will win. We've actually, we've actually done two shows where nobody won. All right, y'all. If you have an idea for a points or buried game, submit them to me. I want to hear them. And the if I like your when idea, you said when you had the idea for this game, I said we're probably going to run out of good ideas quick. And they did. And I was so fucking wrong because when the thing was over, everyone came up with like two more. <laughs> I was like, dang. You oh, my guys are God. Good. And the, the, the overshot 
what everybody kept going after the cutoff was ridiculous. Yeah. They're like, can we just keep going? And then they just... And, and the thing and is, is a like, lot of those were good, too. We were saying, you could have cousins, so you guys could have done other letters of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Because not every cousin I have has the same last name as me. As a matter of fact, I have millions of cousins, and only two of them have the same millions last of cousins. name as me. Millions of cousins. Millions, millions of cousins. Millions of cousins. Millions of cousins. That's what happens when you have, like, eight kids for three straight generations. You end up with millions of cousins. I think uh, there were straight generations. Straight generation. You wouldn't have oh, any kids if they weren't straight. Generation. No, the first gay person in my family is is a is in my mother's generation. So, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that was Club Kayfabe podcast this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Congratulations to all the people who got points. Ridiculous. Uh, don't get cocky though. I still want you to be funny next week. Don't get cocky, kid. I said what? Um, I'll, I'm going to do something like on the actual page when I list all the winners to indicate if they were part of the unprecedented victory for this week. So how many winners were there number wise? Oh, geez. I don't know. I'm not counting. <laughs> not right oh, now. Oh, so you said their names, but you won't count. So yeah, whatever. Exactly. Well, because I, can read, <laughs> I can read their names, but counting requires work. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you next week.